Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is, this is TJ Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd, and you're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, established 2019, direct from the North Wales coast. His verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. It's episode 40, and my guest today is someone I've known for many, many years from his days on Afterbus. He used to do the post-show for Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and the old-school pay-per-views as well he used to review on there. And his name is Ryan Morrells. He wrestles on Championship Wrestling from Arizona, most notably. He's had a TV background, did a lot of TV prior to wrestling. He was also an amateur wrestler when he was younger, and that helped him going into the pro ranks in 2011. He also tells a great story about when Martin Scorsese kicked him out of a hotel room. Getting in the ring with Scorpio Sky, Willie Mack. Ryan has wrestled some great, great talent over the years. And he was also trained by Brian Kendrick. And we also talk about his work as an extra for WWE on SmackDown. And his match. A match where he was brutalised by Rowan when he was part of the Bludgeon Brothers with Harper. So here we go, episode 40, stateside, in Arizona, Mr. Ryan Morrells. Enjoy. So a warm welcome... So my guest this afternoon, this evening, all the way from Arizona, it's Ryan Morrells. How's it going, Ryan? Good. How are you doing, Stu? It's good to, good to, good to finally get, on, get to talk to you. Good, good to get you on. I've wanted to, wanted to have you on for a long time, so yeah, it's cool. We've I know, been, we've been trying to make this happen for a while. So I'm it, glad has, it has been a while. So I'm going to not even start with wrestling. I'm going to just... Find out how it is with you currently with lockdown, COVID. What's the latest your end? Things haven't been that that different for me. Uh, I'm up in the mountains in Arizona, so it's we're kind of isolated. 
there haven't been that many cases up here. I mean, we've had a lockdown somewhat, but, you know, restaurants start to drive throughs and stuff like that. And, and, but it, it hasn't been like everybody that I know that's been dealing with it in Boston, down in Phoenix, you know, in the major cities. So uh, I've kind of, kind of lucked out where I am during this whole thing. So, you know, we got, we've gotten hit a little bit, but it really hasn't been what the majority of the world has been dealing through since we're so isolated. That's cool. Yeah. It's so totally different because uh, ours locally is only spiking now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I live uh, where I am. It's a, a big retirement community. So uh, people are more mad than anything that things are shut down when they, when they're uh, uh, and don't understand why, so that's cool. That's cool. Right, I'm going to go into the wrestling now. All right. When did you first watch pro wrestling? When did you first come across it? Oh, so it's a long time ago. So I, I think the first real uh, thing that brought that. Uh, made me aware of pro wrestling was the Hulk Hogan cartoon. Uh, Cause I was a big Saturday morning cartoon fans and the Hulk and the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling uh, cartoon was something I'd watch. And then, you know, uh, I came across the channel and saw that these guys were real, real people, not just cartoon characters. So my earliest memory of actual wrestling uh, is and I don't know if this is the first thing I ever saw, but my earliest memory is Jimmy Snuka, or uh, I'm sorry, no, it's it was uh, it was uh, Roddy Piper shaving the Haiti kid's head. So so that was that that's my first uh, memory is you know a, a cowboy holding a, a little person as a uh, man in a dress shaved his head. What what, what, said, what, what, in world, what in the world is this thing? And then it's like, oh, it's the cartoon. That's quite the, the first thing to see. <laughs> Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Which uh, coming back uh, to why I got into wrestling, which we'll get into later, that kind of had something to do with uh, CM Punk's first memory, which was very similar. So, cool, cool. Which wrestlers did you idolize growing up? Um. So, I mean, obviously, being uh, getting in with the cartoon, Hulk Hogan was was my guy. So I love the guy, the, the Hulk Hogan's, the Macho Man's, the Hillbilly Jim's. Uh, a lot of guys that were on the cartoon were my favorites. Uh, once I started getting a little older, it really became the Bret Hart's, the Kurt Hennings, uh, the Owen Hart's, uh, Rick Rude, guys, guys like that. Um, I really started getting to the more uh, technical aspect, especially once I started wrestling in high school. Um, I started getting into the more wrestling aspect of it. Did any events in the wrestling calendar stick out for you? Um, in, in what way? People always have to like, ask me about this question. Uh, just like, which, which pay-per-views maybe? Okay, so um, the very first pay-per-view I ever, my dad ever let me get was the very first SummerSlam. So that one mm-hmm. is uh, very dear to my heart. And... Uh, while many consider this the worst WrestleMania, it's my favorite because it's the first one I, I ever saw is WrestleMania four, which was the first like major wrestling event I ever saw. Cause at that point 
all I'd ever seen. I'd I'd see a little wrestling on uh, Channel 9 out in New York. You know, so the basic superstars, wrestling challenges, stuff like that. Um, There was a a show at 6 o'clock at night uh, on Saturdays, I think. It was just the first thing I saw. But uh, um, it was when I saw someone gave me a tape of WrestleMania 4, and I must have watched that 100 times. And that's when I got hooked. Like, I'd seen wrestling for a little and so I'd seen the cartoon, but WrestleMania 4 was what hooked me. And I became obsessed at that point. And then I went and watched all the WrestleManias at that point, all, all, all three of the others. On VHS. A lot, harder, a lot harder to go back and watch them nowadays. On VHS, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. Well, VHS had only been out a few years at that point. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're going, we're going back a bit there. But, yeah, I love the... I love the VHS. I like the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And then I would say another one that was a, a, a big thing to me was my very first show I was supposed to go to was in Hartford, Connecticut, the Hartford Coliseum. And there was a giant snowstorm that day. And we, uh, we drove all the way to the building. It was supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus Big Boss Man in a steel cage. And the steel, I saw the steel cage was set up there. The ring was all set up. The building... All the fans were there. The announcer comes out and announces due to the snowstorm, the wrestlers aren't coming and the show is canceled. Uh, and it just, it was heartbreaking. And what, which was, which was funny to me because years later there was a raw that was supposed to be from uh, the Hartford civic center and they got snowed out and they did it from, uh, uh, from the studio. So that was literally the same arena, like decades later that got snowed out that I was supposed to be at this house show years earlier. So in, in that era in and around that time, were there any guys you felt should have been higher at the card or maybe should have held some titles at that time? Was there any guys you think that were deserving of it that didn't get the, the, the push, the rub as such? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure I did at that point. Uh, now, uh, you know, when, when you're in the business, it changes a little bit. And sometimes you realize why people didn't get those pushes and didn't get those rubs. Uh, um, so I don't know. Uh, um, to me, they were all stars. So I, I, I didn't really think of it. Back then, I didn't really think of it in those no. terms. You know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have people questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was It was a very different time. So... It, I, I don't think I ever really thought of it. Well, this guy needs to be champion or be further up. But, you know, as a wrestling fan, you didn't really look at it that way. It was oh, a very, very different yeah. time. It makes sense. I, I, I'd think of it when I was watching it in the early 90s. Would I have really thought he was undeserving? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you on that one. Okay. But I want to fast forward to you a little bit now. Okay. When, did you, when did you begin wrestling training? Pro wrestling training, I started in uh, 2000, and it was uh, September 20th, 2011. It was five days before my 38th birthday. So it was a little bit of my, mid- my midlife crisis, was uh, going to wrestling class to, to, to prove myself that I didn't have what it takes so I could go back to... Uh, I could go back to my uh, television career and, and stop worrying about the silly wrestling thing. And uh, 
and it didn't, <laughs> didn't quite work out that way. So, who was training you? But and I should also say I, I wrestled. Uh, I, re- I did wrestle in high school and college as well. Yeah, speak so. talk talk about that. Definitely, yeah. Maybe just yeah, extend on you in school when you were doing it. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I was far from uh, the greatest amateur wrestler to ever live. Uh, uh, the the reason I did it is uh, my dad used to give me a hard time about pro wrestling and said, "Well, you should go try that." The the, the real stuff, uh, you know, when I was a freshman in high school, I was like, yeah, well, I want to be a pro wrestler, so I should probably go learn to wrestle. So that's why I literally did it, because I wanted to, you know, my plans of being a pro wrestler derailed along the way. Um, but, you know, I wanted to be a pro wrestler since I was 12. And so I started wrestling as an amateur and, and did it throughout high school. And then I did it for a couple of years in college uh, as well, which was... Uh, a completely different experience. Uh, it's, it's, it's no longer fun, you know, not that it can't be fun, but it was, you know, uh, when everyone goes home for winter break, you stay, stay away. And now you get to, uh, go to practice twice a day instead of just once a day. Um, so, so it was, it was tough. Uh, so I did that for a couple of years, um, you know, and then, uh, didn't wrestle for a very long time until 2011. Who trained you? Who who trained you firstly in uh, pro wrestling? Who who's the the first was uh, I went to uh, a school called Rick Drazen's uh, School of Pro Wrestling. Rick is a old school bodybuilder, old school territory wrestler from the West Coast. Uh, he was trained by May Young, um, and so it was his wrestling school. Uh, and, uh, you know, Rick didn't get in the ring a lot. He did a lot of training from, from outside and, uh, the kind of head, uh, student slash trainer at that time, uh, uh, is it was a guy named Austin Adelson who is now known as Luchasaurus. Um, and so he was, uh, this was, you know, before he went to NXT or, or anything like that. So it's also the same school that jungle boy came out of, but, uh, uh, Jack was not there. Uh, when, when I got there, he had already moved on. He had already kind of, he, he bounced out of wrestling for a little while. So when I started, he was not there. Which guys were training with you at the same time? Then you've obviously said about Luchasaurus. Right. Um, so uh, a guy named Fern Owens, uh, who is, uh, I think he's still, he's still uh, working on the indie scene out in LA. Uh, a guy named Jimmy Mayhem, who I, uh, I think he's still working out in LA as well. Um, guy named Max Ammo, who is now living in Columbia. I don't think he's working right now, but I saw him posting about potentially making a comeback at some point. Uh, and then a uh, uh, guy who wrestled as Mr. Tanaka, uh, Ray Tanaka, uh, who is no longer uh, in the business. So those were like the, the main guys that were there. And, you know, guys would bounce in and out. Um, but uh, at that school, that's 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 pretty much uh, that's that's still around. You know, uh, uh, Luchasaurus is the one that's obviously out there really doing some stuff. Gonna fast forward a little bit now. You said about obviously training. When was your first match, Ryan? When did you first? Uh, my first train? match was uh, about seven months after I started training. So it was um, I was mess- mixed up the day. I think it was April fifteenth of two thousand twelve. It was either the 15th or the 25th. I think it was the 15th. 
I always get the <laughs> get it mixed up. I always have to go back and look. But uh, do you think the amateur wrestling helped you? Uh, tremendous. Yes. Yeah, I'll just absolutely. Um, I I, th- I think I think it helps a lot because uh, you know what it's like to be in a an actual physical you know match when someone's trying to pull your head off. Um, so I, I, I and and just I mean a, a lot of it a lot of it translates. So, um, you know, some things are a little bit different, but, uh, uh, there, there's a lot of translation. So, so I think, so I think it helped. There are some things, you know, I think you have to relearn, but, uh, but overall I, I absolutely think it was a, a tremendous help to have had that amateur background. That, and, and I think also my, uh, my, uh, background in the uh, TV business was a, uh, a big help as well. Yeah, I can well, I can well imagine, obviously, knowing your background and stuff, yeah, for your promos and your character. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I mean, I don't think we've really gotten into it, but I spent 10 years in uh, working out in Hollywood, mostly in reality television, but I have a degree in film and television from uh, Emerson College in Boston. Um, so that, and, and so in the process of wanting to direct movies and going to school for it, I was also looking into, I've, well, if I'm going to direct actors, I should learn to act. So I, I went through, I did plays, some, some local dinner theater. I took acting classes. I did school theater. Um, and even when I was in television, uh, I, I did a lot of, uh, old school history channel stuff with a lot of reenactments. So we would always have to cast ourselves in it because we didn't have the money. So, so I'm all over the show Wild West Tech on the History Channel if you ever go back and watch that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have a look for that. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, the, it, was, it was very helpful. I was also actually in a traveling play uh, called The Godfather Workout, which uh, was off-Broadway for a while. I was actually not on the off-Broadway run, but there was, you know, I, I traveled to Detroit and Atlantic City and did a big run in California. Uh, which was a friend of mine who basically reenacts the entire play The Godfather on stage by himself. And uh, there's a bunch of us kind of stagehand Goombas that are part of the story. And uh, so I did, uh, did a lot of that. There was a lot of improv in our movements and stuff like that. And, and, and the way we moved was very big on that because it was in a dark, uh, a dark theater and stuff. So I think a lot of that kind of stuff helped with, with, uh, with the wrestling, with the pro wrestling end of things. How how was it developing your move set? Uh, well, I, I mean, like I said, uh, I, I thought there was more of the question too. Um, I, I don't know that I really ha- think of things in terms of a move set. I have uh, a couple signature moves that I I, I like to do, um, and then it's I was uh, after I went to Rick Drazen, I I. I I trained with a guy named Shannon Ballard. And then after Shannon, I went on to Brian Kendrick mm-hmm. and uh, Brian always, I, I got to be around Brian a lot when he was wrestling on the Indies and he was, uh, I was in the locker rooms with him for matches uh, on a lot of his run in, in California during that time. And so the, the thing I really learned is Brian didn't really have a move set. Brian approached each match differently. So Brian just was trained 
Brian knew was just, you know, knew a lot of things and, and so would do different things when, in different situations. He'd have a couple, you know, you know, sliced bread, the bully choke, a couple of things that were his signatures they pull out of his pocket. But, but you know, you, you didn't see the exact same thing every time because uh, it, it, you know, it depended. Was he going to wrestle Lil Cholo or B-Boy or was he wrestling Bobby Lashley? The way he approached every one of those matches was completely different. So uh, uh, I kind of, I think, modeled uh, some of that that way um, where I, I have a few things, but, you know, uh, things come and go. You know, I'd say, I'd say I have a, a, a maybe, maybe two or three things that I, I really, uh, you'll, you'll see often that everything else is kind of mixed up. It's a cool, it's a cool answer for the young guys. I got um, a fair few guys over here that listens to the podcast. So that no, that's a good answer. It's a different, yeah, I, it's a different I, I answer mean, as well, Ryan. You can build a whole move set, and then you go against the big show, and you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, you Makes know. Sense. Uh, so, like, what are you going to do? So, uh, you know, it, it's it's to to me, like I said, it's watching Brian. It was it was. It's situational. Every situation is different, so you have to approach every match differently. That's cool. That's a good answer. That's really good. And, and if you if you get you know if you get stuck in like I have to get these moves out, well, you can get yourself in a little bit of trouble. Then, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you, if, you, you know, I, I I've seen guys try to power bomb the it it never works out, right? <laughs> Stick into their move set. Yeah, yeah. Do it. No. It makes sense. It does make sense. Who who have you teared it up with over the years? Um, well, a whole lot of people. But uh, like, are you trying to find out people you might have heard of? <laughs> go go the whole go the whole barometer if you have to. It's fine. Um. So I mean, if if we're gonna get into some of the like current names people might have heard of, uh, obviously Brian Kendrick was. Uh, um, uh, I got to wrestle him actually on a show as well, not just having trained with him, uh, which was a real honor. Um, Scorpio Sky, I actually had a nice six match feud with, so uh, I actually hold a, vic- a tag team victory over Scor- uh, the tag team of Scorpio Sky and Brian Kendrick. Um, but uh, Sky, who who is the most amazing, one of the most. To, to like be in the ring with Scorpio Sky and just see the way that guy moves, it's it's like he's on ice skates. It, it I it, it's it's like you're just in awe watching him run after you, and you're like, that's so pretty. And then he kicks me in the face, um, you know. <laughs> but it, he he is an amazing, amazing uh, wrestler. Um, uh, Joey Ryan, I actually wrestled on my 40th birthday. Um, I've been in the ring with Willie Mack, uh, Johnny Jeter of uh, uh, formerly of the Spirit Squad, who is wrestling with us. We've got a show called Championship Wrestling from Arizona out here, which is part of the United Wrestling Network that I'm on. And uh, and Johnny was our, our champion for a while. A um, couple guys, uh, the Tribe, I've wrestled a million times. Uh, they're a tag team out here. Uh, and, and they're just amazing amazing uh they're an amazing tag team if you ever get a chance to look them up uh the the tribe hawaiian lion and navajo warrior uh, amazing guys Na- uh navajo warrior has wrestled yokozuna 
Like he goes way back. Like he's wrestled amazing amounts of guys back in the days on like wrestling challenge and stuff like that. So, so he's an amazing guy to have in our locker room and, and, and have around us. Um, you know, I could go on, you know, I'd have to go back and, and think about it. Sometimes I, 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 I tend to forget. Uh, it's like the questions my friends used to always ask me what famous people I met when I was living out in LA and I could never remember until I got off the phone. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to ask you that then, but we'll, uh, I, 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 I could have a couple, but I'll scrap, I'll scrap that for later. I've that written down. Ah, oh, bloody. <laughs> well, I did get <laughs> Martin Scorsese did kick me out of a hotel room once. So what the hell? Yeah, yeah. I was so excited. Yeah, it was for a. Uh, uh, we were doing it an interview. It was when I first got in the business. My first job I was a PA uh, for a company called Greystone. We we're doing any biography, and I, we were doing an old school like Ernest Borgnine or some some old school uh, actor. Um, and we were, he was at one of our interviews for it. So, you know, we had to get this super expensive hotel for him. Uh, it had to be a, a suite at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Had to be. Had, that's had where it had to be shot. So it's a super crazy expensive hotel room. And, uh, uh, yeah, he kicked, he kicked all the, the crew out, except for, like, the cameraman and his makeup <laughs> artist. Yeah, and then walked by at the end. He's like, sorry for kicking out, guys. And I was like, ah, I, I I love Martin Scorsese up to that point. Oh, <laughs> I, still, incredible. I still do. I still do. But uh, but you know, I, I was I was brand new to the to this. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna get to meet Scorsese. He's like one of my heroes, and he tells me to scram. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the business, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's quite quite the entrance to the business, right? How did your affiliation with Championship Wrestling from Arizona begin? That was my next one. So um, I was in, uh, so it is, so Championship Wrestling from Arizona, it's uh, uh, produced by Dave Marquez, mm -hmm. who also produces, it's a champion, uh, part of the United Wrestling Network. Uh, our mother show is Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which airs all over the place. Um, so I actually started there first. I started out in California. That's where I started training. And I actually started going to championship wrestling from Hollywood shows with Luchasaurus because he was on the show at the time. Um, and so before I even had my first match, I was hanging out in their locker rooms and just kind of, and then took about nine months hanging around. And uh, uh, one of the writers on the show uh, who, uh, who passed away a few years ago, uh, Joe Franciosi, Joe Schmo. Uh, he was a former WWE writer, kind of took uh, took a liking to me and gave me my first shot to uh, uh, be on a three-on-one match against uh, the seven-foot-tall Othello. And, uh, you know, so, and so I worked with them, you know, on and off for a couple of years, and I came to Arizona, and once they, uh, once they decided to open up a show out here, um, uh, they first hit me up when they first when they were first starting and I was on, I was already booked and unavailable for their first uh, tapings. And then a couple months in, I kind of started popping up, started uh, making to the shows and I've been with them for three years now. I think, I think we, I think we've been on for three years, three, three and a half years. I watched, I watched the match with Peter Avalon. Uh, the gavel on a pole match. It was good. I am the greatest gavel on a pole match wrestler of all time. 
Nobody has more gavel on a pole match wins than I do. <laughs> there you go. Who else have you worked for, Ryan? Um, so currently I work for uh, – right now I'm uh, mostly working with championship. Well, right now I'm not working for anybody. No, uh, not true. Yeah. <laughs> so as, as anybody that's not signed to a major television contract. Yeah. But uh, – um, so I, I'm I'm currently with uh, Championship Wrestling from Arizona, and uh, I also work with a company called Alpha Omega Wrestling out in uh, California that I uh, that I help with be- uh, behind the scenes as well. That's cool. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. So and and this year was the year I, I had kind of pulled it back a little bit, uh, dealing with some vehicle issues and whatnot uh, last year. So I. I'd pulled it back to those two uh, shows and was about to open everything up again here this year, but things, uh, things happen. So um, I'm hoping, hoping to get back out to uh, some of the other, lo- some of the other States out here uh, once this is all over. Which guys do you want to pit your wits against who you haven't managed to face yet? Which guys on the scene? All of them. <laughs> I'll tell you the the one guy that that I really wish I had had a chance to have a one on one match with, and I don't know if we're going to now. We've had some tag matches. We've had uh, we had a, we were had a six man at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood the day we met, uh, and I knew this guy the second I met him uh, was going to be a superstar, and he's on his way now. Is uh, Alexander Hammerstone? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I met Alex about six, seven years ago and just like, Oh man, this kid's, this kid's going to be something, not just cause of the look, cause he's the hardest worker I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, uh, when you wake up at 8am, you'll, he's posting, you know, you'll see he's posted on Facebook, a gym selfie five hours previously. So, um, you know, the guys, <laughs> the guy is an absolute maniac of a, just one of the hardest worker. I just saw him post on, uh, uh, Facebook today, um, his quarantine, like before and after, and he's actually like put muscle on and gained weight in <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> so the guy's just an animal. He's like, it's not the equipment. He's like, it's not the equipment. It's the intensity. So yeah, he's a freak. He's, 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 uh, uh, uh an, an amazing worker. Very, very intelligent guy. If you ever had the pleasure of talking to him, very, very smart guy. Um, and, uh, deserves all, all the success he's getting. So he's one guy I, I yeah. wish we had had a chance to have a one-on-one. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I am in position to make that happen out in California, but I feel I would be irresponsible of me to do it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> to, be that, to be that selfish. Ah, because there's other people that uh, I, 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 on our show that I think are more deserving. Well, that's, that's fair enough. That's, no, that's, that's, that's nice of you to say that as well. Well, it's, it's, it's my, uh, you know, I, sometimes I, I have to wear two hats on that show and, uh, and, you know, I, I try not to let the wrestler in me affect the other part of it. Turnbuckle TV is the home of UK wrestling on demand, featuring over 40 UK wrestling promotions and other wrestling related channels. Subscribe today from just one ninety nine and start your free one month trial now. GTG, often imitated but never duplicated. 
and a brawl at the shoulder, nine at the hip. No other promotion. Give us any lip. We the best of the best. The beast of the east. SOS. Simply out of sight. GTG. When he said, good times guaranteed. Do you get a chance to watch much of the current product? Obviously, I know restrictions, no audience and all that. Do you, do you watch much? Um, not as much as I used to. I mean, uh, I, I've I've watched uh, a little bit here and there. You know, I caught uh, most of WrestleMania and Money in the Bank. And, uh, you know, I've, I've caught uh, some of what AEW. So, so, I mean, I have I watched every minute of every show? No, no I have not. But but I, I, I try to keep my eye on the product uh, of what's going on, even if I'm not uh, completely honed in on it. That's cool. Which uh, which matches did you like at Mania this year? Uh, so I loved. Obviously, I loved the the Boneyard match. Um, and there's a, a kind of another reason I loved that is about a year before that we did something kind of similar at AOW. We have a character named Robert Baines, and we did something called the the Baines Compound Match, which is. You can go and find in line. Uh, go, it's actually online. If you type in Bane's compound match, you'll find it. Um, and it was it was essentially kind of final deletion meets. Uh, they started the Bane's compound in a film, and it ended up they ended up in the ring wrestling in front of the crowd. Um, but Mark, our main cameraman on that, was one of the main cameramen on the Boneyard match. Wow, and. Uh, so, you know, kind of through some connection, whatever, he got hired uh, about a month later after we shot our thing. He, he ended up uh, a couple months later at WWE down in NXT and then ended up actually filming that thing. And, and uh, I was told he was, uh, he was having flashbacks when he was doing the Boneyard match to <laughs> our night in the desert in 30-degree weather. <laughs> what about... Uh- Ray Ripley and Charlotte, that was my personal favorite of the weekend. Yeah, that, that, was, that was fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to remember. I, I'm so out of the review uh, days, because obviously how you know me is from my AfterBuzz days. When I, I used to, yeah, I'm going to uh, get to that. Yeah, when I used to uh, do that stuff. So like, I, I'm so not in that mode anymore. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember what uh, what what I, I really dug. Uh, some people I know didn't like it. I, I enjoyed the. Uh, I I heard some people you know have some heat with it, but I enjoyed the the ladder match, the the triple threat ladder. Oh, uh, it was incredible. I've I've heard nothing but good about it, but you've obviously yeah. seen different stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed the yeah, I uh, last man stand. I I actually enjoy, I know people. People said they thought the last man standing match was boring. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I, I think I think they did the best they could with uh with you know what they had to work with. You know, it's it's it, it's tough. It's it's tough doing pro wrestling without an audience. I, I I would have liked to see them like the one thing I think AOW AEW is doing right is they're doing a better job of getting some energy in the building. Yeah, with the heels and faces. Yeah, they're, 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 they're trying. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, not always, they're not always succeeding, but they're always trying. It's something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're, I think WWE's kind of like we've got our they, – they've, 
they've been around so long, they have the way they do things. So, um, I mean, it's slick. They, I mean, they, they've got the slickest product, but, you know, uh, AEW is doing some interesting, interesting things. It's not nearly as polished, but, uh, but I, I, I think because of that, they are, they are doing some things to bring up some energy levels. That's interesting. Adam Page all the way for me. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a great talent. You know, uh, uh, obviously, you know, I have, uh, I have some friends there and like, you know, Luchasaurus, uh, you know, I, I know Jack, uh, Jungle Boy a little bit. Um, uh, I knew that kid was me a star first time I saw him on a show out in California. Um, and then, uh, cause we used to work at a company, uh, he, he was there quite a bit. I, I'd pop in here and there, a company called Underground Empire Wrestling. Um, and, uh, and Scorpio, I mean, is, yeah. is that guy is just an absolute star. I, I'd love to see him at some point break away and, and see what he can do on his own. I mean, that match with uh, Jericho that he had was sensational when they did pull yeah. him away from SoCal Uncensored. Mm-hmm. He was, he was brilliant. He, what, he, yeah, he's, 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 he's a, a true, uh, he, he's just a phenomenon, phenomenon of an athlete. It's, 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 we, you can watch it. And I didn't truly understand it until he was across the ring from me. You know, it's different when you're in the ring with a guy and just, I've never seen anyone move like that. I've just never been in the ring with someone who moves like that before. It was just so smooth. There's, just, there's so many thoroughbreds in that company who could be world champion. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just it's a hotbed, isn't it? There. Yeah, they've got some uh, they've got some great talent. I mean, MJF. Uh, we we uh, had him over on Championship Wrestling from Arizona uh, on one of our big shows a couple of years, and and he's just uh, uh, incredible talent. Did he stay in character, Ryan? That's why I want to know. I mean, of course, right? That guy. There's no off button with that man. Someone's got to catch him out somewhere down the line. Yeah, I mean, of course. I, I, I mean, I, I, I never, I've, I've never seen it. Live, lives and breathes it, doesn't he? What tips do you have for guys that are coming into the business now who've started training, maybe not had a match yet? What are your tips, Ryan Morals? Uh, so I give, uh, I give the same bit of advice to just about every like people always are like, oh, I want to be a pro wrestler. What, 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 what do I want to do? And and I've actually changed my uh answer a little bit you know i i because there's a lot of hobbyists around there's a lot of places that are almost on the level of backyard uh, out here um that run shows but you know guys aren't properly trained and and uh and so you know i see look and i'll even have those guys come up to me and ask me for advice and i'll and and uh, they'll say you know can you give me some advice I'll say, well, what kind of advice do you want? Do you want actual legit pro advice or do you want advice how to make your matches better at your little backyard company? And they're like, I want legit pro advice. I say, go to wrestling school, a real one. <laughs> go to wrestling school. Go to Booker T's school. Go to, uh, 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 you know, Dudley's. Go to somebody who's been there. Go out to pro uh, in, uh, out in, in New York. Um, uh, FSW out in Vegas is a great school. Uh, there's a great school here now in Arizona just opened up, uh, uh, 
the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center. Go to a real pro. Booker T's is, you know, one of the – has a – Booker T's school has a giant school with multiple ranks, I think, and, uh, and they shoot TV there. You know, like go to a real wrestling school, New England Pro Wrestling Academy, which was Killer Kowalski's school or Triple H and a lot of guys went. Phenomenal school. Um, but you got to go somewhere like that. Um, you know, go somewhere that, you know, if uh, you don't, you don't want to go somewhere and they say, who trained you? And when you tell them, they go, who? Who's that? Oh, well, he wrestled this dude once on this show that like, you know, um, I, I, I've literally been on the phone with people where, you know, you're calling to a school or calling a promoter or whatever. And, you know, they get a million of these phone calls a day and they're like, okay, who trained you? And, you know, I, I bring a name like Brian Kendrick up and the energy changes immediately. Um, cause they know you were trained, right? Um, so, uh, Santino brothers in California is another great school. Mm-hmm. They've actually, uh, um, have uh, Doug James out of uh, Major League Wrestling is uh, out of there. Uh, Eli Everfly from Game Changer is there. Uh, Jake Atlas, who just signed with WWE, is out of there. Brody mm-hmm. King from New Japan is out of there. I mean, those are guys that they've put out in the last four years. Yeah. Um, so they're a great school. Um, so, you know, find a real wrestling school that's put people in major companies. I'll tell you. Who have you produced as well? Not only of where have, where have they been. I think Paul Roma's got a school out in New York. He just created, you know, uh, Richard Holiday came out of there. Um, so, you know, where, what have the trainers done and who have they produced? You know, and not, so, and, and not, nothing against like places like CZW, but, you know, if, if, if it's like, well, they, they've got a guy who is on a mid card of CZW. Well, that's, you know, who, who have they made that's in WWE or on TNA or, or with Impact, you know, TNA yeah, yeah. AEW in New Japan or Ring, Ring of Honor, even, you know, PWG, like, you know, who, who have they produced that, that's, that are doing things like that? So that's, that's the biggest advice I can be. Go find a real wrestling school. I reckon, um, I reckon and, Storms is going to open again, isn't it? Uh, I hope, I sure hope so. I, I said sure to Pillman, Pillman Jr., when I was interviewing Pillman Jr., he was literally, he goes, I'll text him to find out. <laughs> so Yeah, we had, we had a couple guys at Brian's school that came through Lance's. Um, you know, obviously Lance, one of the best, one of the best schools out there. So um, hopefully, hopefully that comes, uh, uh, is back because it's, it's great for the business. Why? I know they yeah. made major cuts. And uh, I mean, I, I, I should mention too, uh, New Japan has a dojo in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, another great place to go and train. And, and you can go train at a lot of different places. You know, you don't have to just uh, stay at one. You know, I, I, I bounced around, you know, um, to a few different places. But, uh, but, you know, everyone I trained with, you know, had, had been somewhere. Or, or, or train someone that's been somewhere. It's the same over here, Ryan. The amount of, there's some really good schools over here now. 
Yeah, no, I know the scene's really been blowing up over there. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get out there at some point. Zach Gibson uh, and James Drake obviously tagging on NXT now. They've got Fighting Spirit out of Liverpool. One mm. of the one of the best schools you can go to over here. Ryan, can you divulge about your dealings and your work with WWE? That was my next one. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can. Uh, I'm more than happy to. I mean, it's been. Uh, I've uh, done extra work with them a few times. The first time I was backstage there, and and first thing I ever did, I, I was in the little bit at SummerSlam where Ryback poured the gazpacho on the dude's head. Um, <laughs> I was actually I, I was actually not working that day. I was actually backstage with Maria Menounos, who I helped. Uh, I was her training partner when she would get ready for WWE. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I was actually backstage with her. Uh, and they so they threw us in. So that was actually really nice uh, to see how things ran without any pressure of like being a wrestler that could, you know, mess up and like you know because of course like the first time you're there, it's like oh my god, I don't want to mess up, I don't want to <laughs> screw up, do anything wrong, and then you realize it's it's pretty cool, it's pretty laid back. Like they they want you to enjoy yourself when you're there. They, it is not. Like you have to walk around in eggshells and and whatnot. They uh, they really make it a pretty pleasant experience for the extras back there. You know, I mean, you're at work. You know, you, I mean, so you gotta have your work face on. But but you know, you're not there shaking in your boots and whatever. They they keep you pretty calm and and it's it's uh, it's an it's a very enjoyable experience. You have to do all the etiquette backstage. All the sh- handshaking and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's so. There's so many people back there that it's not possible. So it's a little bit different now. So the, the way we would pretty much do it, um, and I don't know, you know, how people in other states would is, you know, we'd, we'd be in our locker room and we'd go out and, you know, eat a little catering. And, you know, some of us might, you know, wander into the hall and just kind of hang out there as the, as the boys are coming in. And as they're walking by, you'll they'll kind of you'll kind of make eye contact and some of them will just kind of nod their said hey fellas how you doing and they'll keep walking by and don't bother them and then other guys will walk over to you and shake your hand so it, it kind of is a case-by-case situation so you kind of it's a little bit of a case of reading the room you know so mm-hmm. you're you know and 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 uh you know if you make eye contact with somebody sometimes you know, but if there's a bunch of guys that are off chatting in a group, you don't walk up and interrupt their conversation to shake all their hands. You just, that's, that's not the, the way it works. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. How, it's, how, it's stiff. A, it's a, and, and also you can literally go the entire weekend. Like I've been on, on uh four day, like loops. Uh, like I, I did the Royal rumble loop here in Phoenix and I was on the sh- four days and there are literally people that you you know are there the full four full days and you might see them for three seconds the entire time. So it's just so big, especially when you're in a place like Chase Field where the Rumble was. It's not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who's willing to say they know you. <laughs> that that clears that uh, right. How that, that's that they, when I was at Rumble, I think there were like thirteen or fifteen people there. And every single person on that 
uh, that was an extra, got in through somebody. No, yeah. I, I'm not saying that's the only way to get no, in. No, no. But I know on that one, almost, I, I don't know any, there were a couple people, I don't know how they got in, but I know at least 11 or 12, and they all got in through various different people that they knew in the company or were connected or knew somebody that was connected to, or, you know, their trainer was, you yeah. know, connected to. Yeah. I was just so thinking, it's, it's, you can, you can get in through, you know, their, their system and, and emailing and whatnot, but, but it's, it, it helps a lot to have someone put a word yeah. in for it. People ask me all the time, how do you get on there? Yeah. Yeah. Say, tell them, I tell them what the process is to get on, but say, mm -hmm. if you know somebody, that can get to the person who hires the extras because there's a specific, I'm, I'm not going to give all of it away, but there's a specific person you, you want to get to over there that makes those decisions. And if you know somebody that knows that person uh, that they're going to listen to uh, and respect their opinion, um, you know, but you know, part of it is getting those people to put a word in for you because you know, they're not just going to put a word in for anybody. How was your match with the Bludgeon Brothers? I wanted to get on top. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Did I wrestle the Bludgeon Brothers? Yes, you uh, did. You did because I messaged yeah, it was, you. It, it, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, I guess what you would expect. You know, it was thrilling. Uh, I hurt for a while afterwards. Um, the the splash from Rowan hurt for two weeks. My stomach hurt for two weeks after that. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, those, those guys are, are, are something else. They're strong. They're, they're, they're bludgeoning. Very nice backstage. <laughs> very, very nice backstage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, you have to get in the ring with them. Oh, yeah, that's when, that's when things change, you know? yeah. And then afterwards, it's like, thanks, guys. <laughs> you're right. You're welcome. You're, you know, you're basically dinner for them. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah no it was it was fun people were messing with us a little bit back there it's uh, uh, you know before we're about to go out Baron Corbin walks up to us and he said uh, uh, you guys wrestling the Bludgeons tonight he said yeah yes sir and uh, he said careful guys dangerous and uh, and Luke Harper's like fuck you we like these guys and he's like that's what you said about last week's guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> So they were they were all all messing with us. People were asking yeah. us if we had our wheels ready, and uh, and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we went in there, we got beat up. It's it, you know, it was it was it was a we took a beating, but uh, but it was like I said, it's still it was still a thrill. You know, I, I I am now searchable on the WWE network, and no one can ever take that away from me. So <laughs> I was Even like, I never get to do it ever again. So. I was like, he's actually on. He's he's got a match on there. I was like, oh, it was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was cool. Yeah, the best was my my former manager um, was actually in the stands uh, with his daughter, and his Facebook post goes, "Oh my God, Morals and Beachler are about to wrestle on SmackDown against the Bludgeon Brothers," and then literally three minutes later, and he's got like a picture of us sitting and standing in the ring. And then three minutes later, it's a picture of us laying dead in the ring that says, never mind, Beachler morals are dead. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to talk about, in closing now, 
Yes. About your appearances on the post show for Raw, SmackDown, the pay-per-view, oh, yeah. maybe NXT when you're working for Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro at Afterbus. That's how I know you, obviously, yes. to know you through that. Yeah, I think you, you were watching me there before I even had my first match. Probably, it's probably about 20, 2013, 2012. Uh, I start, it's 2012 is when I, when I started, uh, started there. We started the, the uh, I started on the SmackDown show with Rick Drazen. And we did SmackDown and old school wrestling. Um, so uh, um, I did that with him and then, you know, moved on to doing the Raw stuff. But I, I kind of got in there with, um, I was training with Rick and Maria, uh, Maria had done one appearance with WWE when I had started training already and she trained with Rick. And so when she came back for her tribute to the troops, she needed, they needed someone to train with her and Rick asked me to kind of step in. And, uh, so I would kind of train with Maria whenever, whenever she'd be training for WWE. So that's how I got to know her. I actually appeared on her reality show training with her at, at one point for SummerSlam. Um, but, uh, you know, she asked Rick to, to do the SmackDown show. I, I, uh, Rick asked me to then come do it with him. And that's kind of how I got into AfterBuzz and then kind of went around and, you know, got on the raw thing, started doing the thing with Paget and cats and then Kathy Kelly, uh, you know, came in, uh, and that was her first kind of thing in wrestling was with us. Um, you know, she was doing stuff like bachelor reviews and stuff before that. Um, and you know, who's gone on to do phenomenal things. I, I got to run in, I ran into her uh, in Phoenix, uh, backstage, which was great to see her. So first time I had seen her in years. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how I got involved, uh, with After Buzz. And then I, I actually started the NXT show. And that I was remember, the one yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I started that, brought Kathy in, and then Kathy took it over and took it to much greater heights uh, than I ever could when I loved because she was she was so much better at it than, <laughs> than hey, I was. Don't put yourself down. You did well. I'm not saying I didn't do well. I'm saying she's better than I was. Hey, come on now. <laughs> oh, give yourself some credit. Hey, hey, you know what? Kathy's world-class, and she's one of the yeah. best at it, I think, in the world, and I think that girl is... I expect to see her host the Today Show someday. So, uh, trust me, it's, it's, it's not an... I don't consider it a bashing myself by saying Kathy's better than I am. You know? That's like saying, you know, Bret Hart's a better wrestler than me. Would, would you tell me... Was it, hey, you know, Bret Hart's a way better wrestler than I Would you say, oh, no, don't give yourself such a hard time. Bret Hart... <laughs> Bret Hart's my favorite of all time, so no. <laughs> oh yeah, he was he was he was uh, he was mine, man. I loved Bret. Superb. Were you caught off guard with Kathy leaving WWE? No, uh, no. not at all. I think, uh, uh, and I don't think I. And this is not any sort of like inside knowledge that I have. I just know Kathy, and I know Kathy is a very career-driven person with a lot of goals. And I think there are just a lot of other things she wants to do. I think my, my guess is the door is open for her to return. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they, they love her to death. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, so I think she's just going off to do other things. I think it just so happens that, you know, this happened. 
<laughs> this whole quarantine happened, uh, you know, right as she was getting out. I, I was, but, uh, but you're going to, you're going to see huge things from her. I was, I was surprised, but obviously, you know, her, you know, her very well. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, when I met Kathy, Kathy was, Kathy's goal was not to be in wrestling. Kathy got into wrestling while she was at after buzz training to be a host like a Maria Menounos. Right. So, um, just people were kind of fans of it. Like I remember one day they came to us like Kathy was the intern. Kathy was doing other shows and they said, Hey, Kathy watched some wrestling the other day and liked it. And we're like, Oh really? You should come on the show. And that's kind of how it got started. You know, <laughs> like just like, just while she was at after buzz, it was introduced to her. She found it very interesting. She fell in love with the sport and she went on and did some, some things with it. But you know, before when I first met her, she had huge aspirations and she had never seen wrestling. So I know those aspirations are still there. Um, so I, I, you know, I think she's got, uh, I think this was just one step of her journey. I think maybe you'll see her back there again someday, but I think you're, I, she's, she's a, she's a superstar. She's a true superstar. I bumped into, uh, I've bumped into Cats a few times when he's been on the UK tours over here. Ah, uh, yes, my boy, my boy Ryan. And then, obviously, when we've been at WrestleMania, I've made a point of always making sure I saw him, like when, when he was at Fan Access with the camera in hand. Ah, uh, yes, I think the one year I was at Mania was the year you didn't make it, the Orlando show. Yes. I didn't make it. I've done Orlando, though, in 2000. I did, I did, yeah. I did 24, Ryan. Okay, yeah, that, that was that, that's the only one I've been to is the Orlando one. So I hope the I was uh, I was hoping to make it out to LA next year, but I don't know if that one's happening now. So do you reckon? Do you think it might not happen? Well, I don't know if the stadium's going to be ready. Oh right, are they behind? Yeah. Oh Christ, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. That'd be disappointing. That's it, mum. Right. Ryan Morals. Uh, yeah, and I guess one one quick thing too. I I meant to mention too is uh, um, something to, to give a little plug to is uh, back in 2013, I think uh, Brian Kendrick and I started a small wrestling company called Wrestling Pro Wrestling, which I am not really involved in anymore. But they are still massively doing it. You'll see WWE guys that are you know wearing wrestling pro wrestling shirts now and a lot of them actually uh show up to the shows so if you know things like hood slam or freak show wrestling mm -hmm. it's kind of a a bit of a show like that but uh you know it's a a very interesting kind of comedy wrestling show out of la submit submit a little bit different ryan very very different yeah, yeah. You, cool. you've uh you've got characters like uh, pop tart boy um on there which is a giant pop tart cereal man who's a serial-based superhero. Um, uh, the announcer, Mean Janine. Uh, so, you know, uh, 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 I've seen The Butcher, The Baker, and The Candlestick Maker in a Battle Royal before. So, uh, so it's, a, it's a very interesting show. Well, we need different, we need different ideas. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen Yeti fight in it before. Like a literal big, they've got a giant Yeti that fights in it. And a box of chow mein as well. So <laughs> there's, there's a, 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 some very interesting characters on yeah. that show. It sounds so, it. 
So if you ever get a chance to look up uh, that wrestling, wrestling pro wrestling, it was a, a little joke word that kind of came out of kind of came out of a joke in training that uh, and and a promotion came up out of it. So that's still running to this day. <laughs> it was only supposed to be a couple shows, and and uh, Brian and uh, one of his current uh, partners and students is is running it out there, and they're doing an amazing job. And and uh, you know. When I, when I did it with them, it was just kind of an idea. They've taken it to a whole nother level that I can't take any credit for. So, but that's uh, something to check out as well. Something I'm also very proud of that it's, uh, that those guys have taken it to where it is. So, all right, I'll stop rambling. <laughs> You're not rambling, but I want you to plug your social media. That's what I want you to do just to, in closing, to close us out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so bad at social media and, and that's something I really need to get better. But, uh, Ryan Morals on Instagram, Ryan Morals on Facebook. That's cool, man. And I think I, I, I'm not sure if I have, I have a personal Twitter. Uh, I think I have a, uh, I'm not sure if, I, there might be a Ryan Morals Twitter out there. I can't remember if I started one. Uh, I promise you there's no posts on it if there is. But uh, it, that is one of my goals is to start getting better at that stuff. I'm just old and really bad at it. I need well, to get can... someone to help me with my social media is what I need. So anyone out there is good at social media, I need someone <laughs> else. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of people who can help you. I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. So Right. My, right guest, my guest for Stu's Wrestling Podcast today, another transatlantic episode. It's Ryan Morals, who's in Arizona. He's on Championship Wrestling from Arizona. That's where you can find him predominantly. And um, just thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for sparing the time. Awesome. Thanks, Stu. It was nice to finally uh, get a chance to do this. Really enjoyed it, man. Brilliant. All right. Have a great day, or I guess evening, I should say. Yeah, it's oh, nearly yeah. nine o'clock. Yeah, it's almost it's like one o'clock here. So. <laughs> okay, we'll get some rest. Cheers, pal. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you. A big thank you to Stephen Ash and Ed Dowling for producing the track. It's Stu's Wrestling Podcast, The Theme. So thank you very much for that, lads. Much appreciated. Love it. It fits really well, so cheers. Thanks to you. Big thank you to Mike Angus for the show intro, as always. Superb, superb. Chris Dutton, thank you very much for editing once again. Appreciate it, buddy. And also to Lee, who does my website. Lee puts the stuff up on the website. Without you guys, I'd be screwed. So once again, as always, appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me. It means a lot, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.